With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And just like that, Between the Ropes is back. I am Michael Wiseman. You might know me from um, pretty much nothing. But more importantly, he is Brian Fritz, the owner, proprietor, originator between the ropes. And we are back doing a podcast together for the first time in years, Brian. How are you doing, man? I'm doing okay. Is this typically called a podcast or is this a video broadcast? I don't even know what they call this. A vodcast? Are we going to be uploading this to all the, uh, you know, what is it, iTunes and all the kids' places like that today? Twitch. We're big on Twitch. People don't realize that, but like, why go there for video game content when Between the Ropes is there? I'm Moonlight as a pro streamer. You might know me. I'm always the one losing when we play Fortnite. No, we are, um, guys. Yeah, his stream name is Happy Guy Sixty Nine. Just look Happy it up, Happy Guy Sixty Nine, and you'll you'll find him playing video games all the time. Already, this podcast has gone off the rails. No, guys, we um we have made the decision. We know there's been a lot going on, and we're going to get to a few things here today to talk about kind of what's going on in America with COVID-19 and coronavirus, talk a little bit about wrestling and all that stuff. But Brian and I, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Brian and I did this podcast together for a number of years. Um, you had previous co-hosts. You've had co-hosts since then, but you and I did it for a, a good long time. Uh, what, four or five years together? Yeah, and I even did it on this this medium that most people don't know. It's called the radio. Um, <laughs> what, is, what is that? The radio, terrestrial radio. Um, yeah, we even did Between the Ropes there for 10 years. You're like that. Uh, you're like Clint Eastwood in that movie. He's, get off my lawn, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Gran Torino here, okay? <laughs> You're also modeling yeah, you know, the wrong ethnic terms for people. Okay. <laughs> so Brian, this is Brian's show. He he told me to lead today because he wants to throw me a bone every once in a while. But we we decided because you know how to do all the technical stuff a little bit better than me. And I was just like, you know what? I'll screw it up. So I'll let you do it this time. I am a co-host, not a host, Brian. Come on, we're messing up the whole dynamic. Fans everywhere are ruined right now. Now we um Brian and I were we've we've always been good friends, even since then. Other people were like, What happened with you and Brian? No, we we've still been friends, right? We just we both got busy we've had a bunch of stuff going on we both have day jobs that keep us busy too and um, i've been doing some work for other sites brian works sporting news and we couldn't make the schedule sync up we've still been friends all that time um and we've just been texting the last few days about kind of being holed up for uh, coronavirus and um quarantining and stuff like that we said why don't we just do some impromptu broadcast together why don't we get together and figure out a way to have some fun i mean we're both extroverts i think brian don't you agree yeah. And I kind of joked around, like I sent you, like a, I kind of kicked this off, like in the wrong way the other day. I like texted you, said, "When we're doing like our uh, what was it our our pandemic break <laughs> podcast or something?" Just said, "Well, we're going to talk about like our favorite movies and TV shows and 
like what we're watching on Netflix, which by the way, on Saturday, I watched all seven parts of Tiger King, which is just ridiculous. Each one's like 45 minutes. My wife does not typically like uh, watch a lot of TV. She watched every second of it with me because we were so engrossed by it. But um, so what is Tiger? I, we got a lot of stuff to get to, but I want to jump to the, what is Tiger King? What is this? Tiger King is the Netflix documentary that's on right now about, about what? Um, so if anybody doesn't know what Tiger King is, it's about, so there's a guy who's in Oklahoma, um, who's the main character, his name, he changed his name to Joe Exotic, okay? okay? And basically it starts off talking about how people like Joe and there's other people around the countries own tigers and own exotic animals. Mm. And there's, and then there's uh, obviously other groups that are not in favor of this and how people like Joe and all these other people have made money off this, how they've raised tigers, they've bred tigers, they've done all these different things. But this goes into so many different directions where it's not just about the animals themselves. It's about kind of um, there's back and forth between Joe and other people that are against what he's doing. Um, there's other people that do the same thing as Joe, but in a different way, it kind of their lifestyles and um, what goes into that. Then there's um Without giving too much away, there's politics involved. There's a murder for hire scheme. There is um, the feds get involved. I mean, it just, it's like every which way you could not imagine this going on. It's like, it just every which way it goes. And by the way, Joe Exotic is, um, he is the most redneck of redneck people you've ever seen. And he'll tell you like, I love my animals. I love my guns and I'm gay. So um, there you go. It's it is wild. I believe there's seven parts. Each one's about 40, 45 minutes. And it's uh, it's crazy. Oh, That's there's awful. polygamy, too. I almost forgot about it. This literally has it all right. It That's is. It's one stop shop for everything you've ever wanted on Netflix and a documentary. Fascinating. Yeah. So, so I, I, I'll jump off of that, too, Brian. I have been watching. So um, to tell you how much you guys don't know this, but Brian and I are very good friends. We share an HBO account. Um, that is I bomb Brian's HBO account. So, you, Brian, you will have noticed that we HBO. Yeah. Don't tell, I'm sorry. Not HBO. Cinemax or. <laughs> right. Warner we have been. Yeah. Right. We have been working our way through, um, there's a show on there called McMillions and it's about yeah. the, the, it's about all of the stuff that went into. So many, many people don't know this, but the monopoly game was actually rigged for a number of years. Um, uh, and the conspiracy theories in this, and, and just, uh, there's like the, the layers that go into the story around the rigging of the monopoly game for a decade. It's just insane. It's a six part documentary. So, um, check it out. There's so much mobs. You're thinking McDonald's, Monopoly, right? Pretty innocuous stuff. But the, the layers that go into this, some guy named Uncle Jerry, who is basically a mob boss, it is insane. So uh, I have an Uncle Jerry. Hopefully it's not him because I haven't <laughs> watched the show yet. And I'm, 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 I, it's on my list of things I want to watch. So hopefully it's not my Uncle Jerry. Is your Uncle Jerry in prison? Because I'm pretty sure this one is. No, he is not. So that's... You know, hoping it's not him. That's my recommendation. We're going to do a few more here. Um, but I, I do want to say here, just right off the top of the bat, thank you guys who are. This was completely last minute. We're going to go live today. Just throw it out there for you guys. See what's going on. So there wasn't much build up here. We teased it on Twitter a few days ago. But really today it was just, hey, we're doing it. And so um, those yeah. of you guys who have, if, if you are joining us live, number one, we are broadcasting live on YouTube. You can join us in the chat room there. We're going to upload this to the podcast stream afterwards. Um, but we do encourage you guys, if you are with us, we see some people popping up in the chat, please join us. 
we have some other plans that we're going to be doing, and we will announce that at the end of today's show. It's not just going to be – this is a weird time, right? So we're not just going to be covering wrestling because kind of wrestling is kind of crap right now without audiences. Um, people are still trying, but it's a weird time to be a pro wrestling fan. So we have some other plans that we will tell you about at the end of the show. Uh, but please do subscribe right here on YouTube. Um, subscribe to us on podcast feed, wherever you get your podcast, and we'll make sure all the content goes up. That being said, Brian, it's it's a weird time to be a pro wrestling fan. Um, wrestling shows are doing shows without fans themselves. Um, what's it like for you, man? It's strange. Um, I'm, I mean, I get this whole thing about like, uh, yeah, we want some content. Uh, yeah, as a wrestling fan, you know, we want to see stuff that's new, but I don't know about you, but even for me watching what I've seen so far, and it doesn't matter the brand, if it's if it's WWE or AEW, whoever, it, it doesn't feel right for me for a variety of reasons. Like it, it's weird watching it without fans. And yeah. I know people have talked about like AEW, what they did uh, last week and how they had, you know, heels and baby faces out in the crowd and they were kind of uh, reacting to the matches and maybe WWE could do something like that as well. But um, beyond that, it just, it just feels weird to even be doing live shows right now because everything else in entertainment is basically shut down mm -hmm. as we're dealing with this. So it's kind of strange. Um, and I, and I totally believe that like WWE and AEW are doing everything in their power to keep it as safe as possible for everybody that's at those shows. But it is strange. Um, I've said this a couple of times in places and I know that they're going forward to WrestleMania, but to me, is it really WrestleMania? If you don't have the fans and the pyro and the hoopla and everything that goes into WrestleMania, because you can call it WrestleMania, you can still have that name, but it's just like, is it really WrestleMania without all of that? Yeah. It's, it's, it's super strange watching these. I mean, that first SmackDown they did without a crowd and you still saw the wrestlers wanting to play towards the invisible crowd. All of that. My favorite part of that, by the way, and you always saw this on the first night of SmackDown, like they have, cause they had, I think like three matches on that show or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Everybody was still doing their normal entrances. Like when they came out and reacted, like, woo! Get around, yeah, you yeah. Everything. And I was just like, who are you reacting to? And then, like, that kind of changed, you know, as the shows have gone on for WWE. So I thought that was kind of funny. Well, you found that pivot moment whenever John Cena and Bray Wyatt at the very end of that show, which was, I think, that first SmackDown without a crowd, that was the only really good moment of that show, um, which was at the end where they had this incredible promo. But John Cena came out and he played directly to the audience at home. And it was such a smart adjustment. WWE struggles with doing anything that's not their typical go out there, put on a wrestling show, end it with a three-on-three, six-man tag match, right? They cannot think outside the box. Um, and I think that was very evident. And you compare that to, I think, last week's AEW no audience show. And I thought AEW knocked it out of the park with the way they adjusted, put wrestlers out there at ringside. It felt more alive than what WWE has been doing. It did. You know, I think they put the camera in a different position. Yeah. Um, for WWE, I almost wonder what would happen if you put a couple people in the crowd. Like, I don't, I wish I knew who I could give credit uh, to for this because I saw on social media. But can you imagine if like, they just put Oscar and Biggie in the crowd and Biggie had like a big tub of popcorn or something, you know, yeah. like, I don't know if that would be too distracting or too over the top, but at least it would be something. And I mean, I'm all for just trying any kind of idea right now. If you're going to go forward with the shows, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying different things and seeing what works, what doesn't work. If sure. you want to criticize them for that, then so be it. But at least you're trying something different. I mean, and who knows what's going to work.
I, I think it's one of those things where, yeah, try some new things, right? You've got to. You've got to figure out what you, if you're going to keep doing broadcast, it can't be the same thing because you're in a completely new circumstance. I get the criticism right now with WWE and even AEW doing shows. Technically, by and large, they are sticking to the recommendations. Now, they're not doing the less than 10 people gathering, but you can make the argument that they should have nobody out there. But until they are mandated not to have anybody, they're technically not doing anything wrong, right? Well, I don't think that's even going to happen unless somebody, unfortunately, tests positive. Right. Because right. then it's just like, okay, how long have they had it for? Yeah. Or, you know, when were they here? Even then, I mean, I'm sure there could be a justification for saying, hey, we can just do a, a total clean of the entire area and we feel like it's safe to come right. back because you can clean every surface. And I, don't, and I don't know if that's something – I don't know what WWE's plan is right now. And I'm pointing them out. But same with AEW. Sure. Like, I don't know what the plan would be if – because AEW is basically going to be running shows in the same location as well in Jacksonville. So I don't know what the plan would be if somebody tests positive and you're like, oh, wait, that person was here on such and such date, you know, and I don't know if they had it then or not, but you obviously have to be ultra careful. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I mean, this part of the social distancing is there because you can have symptoms of coronavirus and not show and not be tested because you don't get tested until you start showing those things. So it's dicey. Um, I, there's one mindset that says none of these organizations should be doing anything. Um, other people are more cynical and say Vince McMahon just wants to make his money. And then there's more people who are like, you know, also, I want to watch wrestling, so I'm okay with them doing it. I think all of those have valid points. I am about yeah. the safety of people, and I, I'm, I'm with you. I think WWE is going to I'm trusting that they are going to um, take care of their wrestlers and look out for them and clean like they're supposed to, but you just never know. But it is right. I think that's why they're doing it at multiple locations as sure. well, because they want to keep the number of people down in a certain area to as few people as possible. Um, you know, the word is out now that they're actually taping WrestleMania in advance. Yeah. And, and they're going to be doing it from multiple locations. So, and, and for people that say, like, oh, this is going to be done because Vince wants to make his money, I think. It, well, there, there's two things with this, or a couple of things. One is you can make an argument that obviously he would make more money if he could have fans, everybody there. So maybe you'd want to hold it off to you know later in the year. The problem with that is we don't know when things are going to start going back to normal. Sure. I mean, you can make plans for June right now, and then hey, this is still going on, and you're basically in quarantine, and you still can't have you know all these mass gatherings. So then, what do you do at that point? Um, and it costs money to go out there and plan a big event like WrestleMania and then right. to say you're going to do it in June and then it, you can't do it in June. Um, you're just going to keep doing this cycle over and over and over again. And even if you do it right now, it's just, I almost wonder if it's being done now because it's like if we can at least do WrestleMania and we had to hit pause after that, we're lined up for what we want to do going forward. Because sure. if you pause it right now, it's almost like these were going to be the plans for WrestleMania. Here was who we're going to win. Then we're going to maybe go on to some new feuds. Um, in some cases, we know that's not always the case. And there was going to be some that probably continued. But I think for the bigger ones, they can kind of sit there and say, okay, now we've got a launching point for whenever we can go back and things get back to normal. We can pause it after that. So we at least need to get over the hump. And that's WrestleMania. I, I mean, there's so many different aspects of this that I don't even think that we're privy to as close as we might follow wrestling because of a business aspect. We don't know what their business partners are saying. And we definitely don't know what the mentality of Vince McMahon is because we can sit here and say, oh, Vince just wants to make his money and the show must go on or whatever. I don't know what other pressures or, or kind of the vantage point that he's looking at this from because it's something that we've never had to deal with before. Right.
Right. Well, and you look at, I mean, so we talk about not having crowds and, and things being different for WrestleMania. And is it going to feel like WrestleMania? Um, to me, we look at AEW last week, even what they did was a good show, but those moments that would have been huge moments, right? Brody Lee coming out as the leader of the dark order, Matt Hardy being revealed at the end of the show to be joining Cody and the young bucks and Kenny Omega in this, in this blood and guts match. All of those things were amazing moments that didn't get to play out in front of a crowd. And when you lose that ability to play out in front of a crowd, I just think about that Matt Hardy debut, how big of a deal and much bigger of a deal it would have felt like had there been a, an actual crowd there. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it would have been a huge, I mean, the, the, the crowd reaction to, I mean, I think it would have been big for, for Brody Lee, you know, but then to have Matt Hardy out there, like once you've announced Brody Lee is there, everybody's like, okay, when's Matt going to be here? What's his role? Yeah. And then, you know, as the that last match went on, the final minutes of the broadcast, you could start to see it. But can you imagine the the swelling of the crowd? Another person that's gonna be Manardi, you know? Yeah. And and you lose that. And then now because of everything, I mean, Tony Khan and ABW have already put out statements saying we're not gonna do blood and guts yeah. this coming week. We're just not gonna do that. They're still gonna do live shows, but they just didn't feel like it's right to do that. And I get that too. Um and, and I think you could see, you know, their next pay-per-view is scheduled in Vegas for May. And you start wondering, like, I don't even think that's going to happen, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, so, and, yeah, and May pay-per-view probably not going to happen at this point would be my guess. Right. So why even, you know, we, we can hold off on blood and guts. There's no point even doing that until we get back to a regular schedule. And until then, we'll kind of figure out different things we can do. Like, I, I know they announced, like, Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy are going to have some kind of confrontation this week. So... You know, I'm going to be curious to see, you know, what kind of programming that they put on going forward, you know, depending on how much can they really do when it's live right. and, and still doing matches. And how much of this is going to have to be, are they doing any pre-tape matches? Are they going to be doing pre-tape segments, which is something we saw in NXT where there was no matches and it was all just kind of, um, you know, character profiles. Like they did the, they, the first hour of that broadcast was all about the Ciampa Gargano feud. Sure, sure. Well, um, you, you mentioned, well, I mean, there's things you can do without having to do actual matches in an arena anyway. I think the um, the stuff we saw this week with Lance Hoyt, I think that was, or Lance Archer, it was incredible, right? Like that that out of the box, we're going to have this match out in the middle of nowhere. He's beating up all these people. It's It sold the story of that character without having to be a typical pro wrestling thing. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned doing a WrestleMania without an audience. Uh, I mean, not doing it without an audience. You mentioned postponing WrestleMania. And so I just wanted to bring up here, um, if you look at the matches here for WrestleMania this year, uh, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. The McIntyre is going to miss out on a chance to potentially be a huge um, star with the crowd because there's not going to be a crowd there. But you could still, Brock Lesnar, he kind of works whatever they tell him to. Um, I look down here, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns, Goldberg, he's around, but somebody like John Cena, right? If you put, if you put this on pause, do you lose having John Cena at WrestleMania this year? Quite possibly. Yeah. Um, because he, he made time to be available in his schedule and you don't know what his schedule is going to be like later in the year. Um, I would think that he's got plenty of other projects that are lined up and everybody's going to be kind of want to have this, uh, probably go, go, go mentality. Once sure. a week, you can go back to work. So I don't know if there's going to be any kind of, you know, hole in his schedule for him to do WWE stuff like there is right now. I mean, and then obviously there is now because of the virus, but even before then, you know, he chiseled out this little break in his schedule so he could do it. So I, you know, I, I don't know, but I would think it would probably be tough for him once yeah. everybody's starting to do everything again. 
Well, and Hollywood's going to I mean Hollywood's on pause right now too, but they're going to pick right back up after this happens. And you know, he's, his demands are going to be through the roof again. So it's been interesting. This Goldberg Roman Reigns match. I've made the joke a couple of times now. WWE finally found a way to get Roman Reigns out there and make him a champion and crown him without an audience there to boo him. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh perfect. man, it's brutal. I mean, still have, I mean, you can still put some bands or put some wrestlers out there. Boom, maybe feel better. The new day could be out there. Go boo! I mean, yay! yay. That's right, that's right. So they will headline night two of this two night. It was, what's the tagline for this, Brian? It's big. It's too big for what is it? Uh, too big for one night. Too big for one night. The most Vince McMahon tagline ever. For well, it's not as good as the. Uh, the t-shirts that they're throwing out there. Oh my gosh. The, I wasn't there t-shirts. Yeah. I wasn't there t-shirt. I'm going to, yeah, let me, I'm looking at it here real quick. You could find it too. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They've got the, the whole banner on there. The, I wasn't there authentic t-shirt too big for one night. Um, my God, let's see here. So brutal, man. There it is. Yes. Right I wasn't there. Look at, look at this. Okay. That's a real t-shirt. They're really selling yes. Uh, say five dollars now on wweshop.com. Okay, here we go. I wasn't there. The, wor <laughs> the worst part about this is, um, you know, a lot of fans spent money. Luckily, you and I were kind of waiting to see what happened with some of this stuff, and, and we didn't necessarily get in a situation where we can't make up flats or whatever else. But a lot of fans spent a lot of money to travel to WrestleMania this year, and due to coronavirus, they're not going to be able to, which absolutely sucks. No, yeah, it does suck, man. I hope everybody got their money back. You know, I, I know that there was a big story about WrestleCon and they're back and forth at Marriott and they are getting their money back on their deposits. So I, yeah. I've gone through my own when it comes to, I was supposed to be traveling. Um, I was supposed to just a week ago be getting back from Italy and I've gone through my own things when it comes to that. And I've got another trip planned internationally for in June um, which yeah, your anniversary trip got, I mean, we were texting, it got scrapped the very last minute, right? It got scrapped. I mean, I could have been stuck in Italy, um, yeah. cause we almost went And um, yeah, you know, I have another trip that's planned, like I said, in June and, uh, that's probably going to be scrapped as well. Um, even as a secondary thing, uh, my wife and I were going to go travel to Washington DC and we did not do that. And mm -hmm. I had a nice little, you know, 36 hour, uh, back and forth and contacting anybody and everybody to get a refund so it's it's just a mess for for everybody that goes to this i mean i'm i mean i can sit here and whine all i want about it. i was pretty lucky about it you know with my situation and i know there's a lot of people that are in you know worse situations when it comes to their travel or even with their current jobs right now because unfortunately there's so many people that are not making as much money or have totally lost their jobs because of the situation yeah yeah, I know. It's like, well, and, and I want to get to that here in half a second here. I do want to give a couple of shout outs. Thank you guys that are joining us live on this kind of impromptu last minute show. Monkey Armada says, glad to have you guys back. Sucks the circumstances. Um, we got uh, Jared, uh, Jared J. D. Giorlamo. Sorry, I probably butchered your name. Hey, Fritz, you're awesome, man. Miss hearing you. Um, Can and, you read uh, that again like Brad Pitt from uh, Inglorious Bastards? What is Jared Geramo. Geramo. He says, uh, Brian, you're a good guy. That's why uh, Wiseman, you are too. I mean, thank you for the shout out there. Um, S. Bariff, longtime listener. First, Brian was on Jason Powell, and now this. What a week, and what a week in indeed. What and a maneuver. Then, uh, 
What a maneuver. Nick Doucette, longtime listener here. This is awesome. Welcome back, guys. Missed you. Yeah, listen, I just appreciate you guys who tuned in, who are long. I mean, I recognize a lot of these guys from when we used to do the show a few years ago together. So it's awesome to have you guys back. I agree. It sucks, the circumstances. And we jump in here talking about wrestling, and there's a lot going on there with all of that. But, um, yeah, Brian, I mean, I, I told my wife, the moment for me that this all became real um, is whenever they canceled – fans at the NCAA tournament that Wednesday about a week and a half ago. And I came home because they announced it at like 4 p.m. Eastern time. I came home at five, talked to my wife. I said, everything changes now about this whole thing. And then in, in the ensuing hours, you saw NBA, you saw the ACC tournament, X, Y, and Z all kind of got the rug pulled out from underneath them um, voluntarily by all these sports organizations. It is weird and is one of the weirdest times in my entire life. Yeah, that, that same night. I was watching the NBA or about to watch the NBA game. And that's the game that didn't happen. It had the Utah Jazz yeah. uh, playing. And we're sitting there going, why aren't they taking the court? Next thing you know, the referees are all leaving. And come to find out, like, one of the team's trainers had run onto the court. And we later found out that somebody had tested positive, one of the players. Mm -hmm. So the game got scrapped. And it was shortly after that where the news broke that the NBA said, that's it. We're done. You know, we're we're pausing the season. We're suspending it. And there was supposed to be another game that night. And they were mm -hmm. going to do that game. But come to find out, one of the referees had, you know, officiated a game a couple of nights before then. And it was a game involving the Utah Jazz. So they said, nope, he can't be a ball. And they said, we're not doing this. We're, we're they, That game's just not going to happen. So, I mean, even that, that night, I mean, you could really feel the severity of it. Because like you said, with the NCAA, then that happened. And, you know, then Major League Baseball even said, we're not going to start our season on time. Finally, the NCAA said, we're not going to do the basketball tournament and we're going to suspend, you know, all of our spring sports, which they fought tooth and nail about that. And it basically took both Duke and Kansas saying, hey, if you guys want to do the tournament, go for it. We're not going to be there. Right. Um, and then finally they shut it down. So just kind of seeing in waves, it's like, it's like the inevitable, like even right now, like, you know, the NBA has said, like, we're going to do everything in our power to try to finish this basketball season. OK, but I look at it and saying, I understand they have great intentions and who knows when this is going to be over. I just find it almost impossible for them to finish this season. Hmm. You know, when it comes to Major League Baseball, I mean, baseball is supposed to start at the end of the month. Um, and, you know, I, I've seen some people say. You know, baseball, the earliest they could probably start would be after the All-Star game. I mean, we're talking July. Like, yeah. I look at it like I don't even know if there's going to be a baseball season. And, you know, baseball goes until October. But yeah. it, it's kind of one of those, you know, um, hope for the best, plan for the worst kind of yeah. a situation. So – and it is, and it is what it is. And there's a, um, you know, I, I think it's interesting to like did, did still want to do the tournament. There's a lot of money wrapped up in that tournament, right? But they were yeah. the first one to pull fans away, and then Duke and Kansas, like you said, kind of said, "No, we're not." And, and that was the first domino. And I just remember how weird it's been since then. And, and I don't want to shortchange this, guys. There was a hey, real. Talk for a second. Um, you know what? I got to get my power plug real quick. So keep talking. Come to find out. My battery's going to die. Hold on. Oh, no. We're going to lose Fritzy here. This is live broadcast, everybody. This is what happens whenever you do something last minute like we did. No, I, I just want to, I do want to take a minute and say there is a real human element involved, too. We've been talking a lot about the sports take on it. And I think, um, it's worth conversating about that. You guys are wrestling fans. You guys are sports fans. And that's the way we interact with this virus if we're not infected. 
but there are people dying all across the world from this right now. And so I just want to take a second and say on the behalf of myself, Brian, between the ropes, um, our, our thoughts, our, our, our hopes, if, if you're religious, our prayers, all of that stuff, um, go out to those who are sick or are affected by this in a very direct way. Um, yeah, sports is part of it. Yeah, wrestling is part of it. But also the human human element is very important to keep at the forefront of our minds because um, human lives, the economy is important. Don't get me wrong. Human lives are something that cannot be replaced. So I just want to yeah. just put that plug out there for that. I, I totally agree. You know, I mean, there's so many different people that um, – I hope take this very seriously. I hope you do everything that the, the medical experts are telling you to do. Sure. And that's what I suggest do. Follow the medical experts. When they say practice social distancing, don't go out of your house unless it's absolutely necessary because you have to go to a store yeah. or you have to go to the pharmacy. I mean, it's still okay if you want to go out um, and maybe go for a run, go for a walk, go for a bike ride, but limit it. You know, stay away from people from a standpoint of keep that social distancing. If you have some kind of hand sanitizer with you or if you want to wear gloves, go for that. I mean, I was out the other day and I was wearing gloves and I heard some other people kind of joking around like, oh, I see people wearing gloves sometimes. Ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, I'm standing right there with gloves on. And I'm like, I don't care what anybody wants to say, you know, because I'm going to do everything I can to to make sure that I'm being safe for myself. And for everybody else, because if something were to happen and I was to uh, to get it, you know, I don't want to spread it. And that, that's the whole thing right now is you want to sure. stop spreading of this. So it's tough. It's not easy being home all the time, but that really is the best thing. Limit going outside. Um, keep it down to you know a minimum. And other than that, you know, whenever possible, stay home. Yeah. 100% agree. And, and, and you're in North Carolina. You're out there in Cary, Raleigh area. I'm in Winston-Salem, also in North Carolina. I'm going to give a shout out here, properly promoting. Um, he says a longtime fan, The Dream, longtime listener from your um, AM radio days um, in Central Florida. And he said he moved to Winston. Now he's in Mooresville. So another North Carolina person. But we do have uh, community spread uh, versions of this popping up in our area. I know Cary's got some of those as well. Guys, and, and Brian said this, it's about not spreading it. And while Brian and I both a healthy individual would probably be okay. There are, I saw a story of a 34 year old the other day. He had some bronchitis, had some other issues, but he died. Um, a young dude, right? This can affect right. everybody in different ways. So just, I know that a lot of people know. say it doesn't affect younger people. Maybe kids, it really doesn't. But when it comes to adults, I'm like, there, there's a lot more information as this continues to spread and we get yeah. to know more about it that it is affecting other people that are in their 20s and their 30s. Um, yeah. so it's not just something that, hey, um, you know, I'm not I'm not an older person. I'm a healthy person. Doesn't mean that it can't affect you. Sure. And even if it doesn't affect you, if you get it, and so you have mild symptoms, and you could spread to somebody else, and it could hurt them. I know that, um, like Jay Inslee, who's the governor of Washington, somebody had asked them because he declared we're going to put the whole state on lockdown, and somebody said, "Well, what's the punishment?" And he goes, "You could kill your grandfather for somebody else's because you could be helping spread it." And, you know, obviously older people are more susceptible, but, you know, everybody is. I mean, yeah. who knows? We There are no answers for who this can hurt. Stay at home, guys. I know it sucks. Um, stay at home. Um, hang out with your family. I hope it doesn't suck too much. Hopefully you have somebody you live with that you appreciate. You got pets. Um, I know it sucks not to be able to go out to your normal places, but it's the best thing right now for everybody. All that being said, Brian, what have you, I'm going to a little quick plug in here. What have you been doing in this time of coronavirus quarantine. Now we both, uh, we'll put this out there. Brian and I both do have jobs that have required us, uh, day jobs, I should say, that do require us to leave from time to time. 
Uh, my day job is um, involved in grocery retail, which we know grocery distribution is really important. Luckily, I'm not out in the field as much, so I'm not as exposed. I'm more of a support person. I work in um, training. But we both, uh, grocery retail, even places that are shut down, that's still going on. They're still selling groceries. And Brian, um, you uh, you cover the news. You literally run a camera covering the news. I do, you know, but I do it from a helicopter. So I've got a very small area. So we we always wipe it down and everything. And basically right now, we just, you know, when we need to work, when we need to go to the airport, we'll go to the airport um, and just go straight to the helicopter. We're very careful about everything. Um, even when you go to the airport right now, it's it's very eerie scene because I, mm. I don't go in the regular terminals like most people do when they're flying commercially. Um, I'm in a separate area where private planes come out. Um, but, you know, we can see all the, the planes landing and taking off and there is not that many right now, to say the least. So yeah. it's kind of an eerie scene then. But um, yeah, I do have to go out from time to time when it comes to my job as well, but um, it's not in an area where I'm interacting with a lot of people and I can really manage who I'm around. I can keep a distance from a lot of different people and I take every precaution I can to make sure that, you know, I'm not spreading anything, I'm not touching anything and I'm always cleaning my hands. Yep. I think that's the best we can do. And um, what have you been doing? I'll get this out there too. Uh, North Carolina apparently is a Department of Health and Human Services showing 255 positive cases in 39 counties. Our state's been a little bit behind the more majorly populated states, but it's it's we're on the, the lower end of that I'm in, I'm in Cary, I'm in Cary County or Wake yeah. County, excuse me. Wake and County, Wake right. County is one of the first, if I believe the first in North Carolina to have positive cases. And in fact, um, I'm sure a lot of people saw this. So there were some different people, some um, some scientists that went to um, that work at Biogen, which is here. If anybody doesn't know, Biogen is located in the Triangle area, which is like Raleigh, um, you know, Durham, Chapel Hill kind of area. And um, they went to a conference, came back, and four of them tested positive. And then off of this conference, I believe like over thirty people tested positive yeah. because they're all at this conference, and you know they just spread it. And I know these people came back and like four people, uh, you know, from Biogen, you know, had it. So, you know, that that's how this spreads around. I mean, and that was an instance where nobody knew they even had it. They came, they come back and they find out, hey, we're test positive. Yeah, it's crazy. So what have you been doing in the time that, you know, we're still working a little bit, obviously, but we're quarantined a lot. We're staying at home a lot this weekend, not going out and do, can't go to the movies, can't, can't really go anywhere. What have you been up to in your time of quarantine? Netflix. Yeah. Because they say Tiger um, King. Yeah. I watched some Tiger King. I watched Lost Girls. Okay. Is that um, any good? I saw that on Netflix last night and we almost watched it. Yeah. I watched it. It's um, good. Oh, yeah. It's recommendation. It's, I wouldn't say it's like unbelievably great, but it's really good. It's okay. it's based off a true story, too, which is something I didn't realize. Mm. Um, you know, I, I was looking for a show, kind of like a a comfort show that you've watched before, but you kind of want to go back and revisit sure. whatever. Um, I've been watching the West wing. <laughs> so I watched the first couple of seasons of the West wing over the last couple of weeks or whatever. So um, yeah, I, I, my wife's like, do you really want to go watch politics right now? Oh, yeah. and I was like, well, yeah, but this is real politics. Well, and I would say West wing is, I think uh, very optimistic. I mean, there was something about Aaron Sorkin's writing. He does that. He did the yeah. newsroom. When he writes about politics, it's from this place of, 
I want things to get better. He does, he does call things out in those shows, but it's very much a, we can still make this as good as it can be. He has that kind of altruistic spirit about his writing. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of showing like, this is how politics have worked in the past and it's very dialogue heavy show. And that's, that's yeah. typical Aaron Sorkin with everything that he's done, whether it comes to like the social network or when it comes to uh, the newsroom, which yeah. was on three seasons on HBO. So um, Excellent show too. If you need something, if you need something to binge, the newsroom is a freaking fantastic show. And I'm just getting ready for when they bring back West Wing because that is something that has been discussed. You think that's going to happen, huh? I am hoping. I, the thing is whether Sorkin would be involved because remember they did when the West Wing came out. He did, there were seven seasons of it, and, and he was not involved in all seven. I think yeah. he did like four, five, something like that. So. Um, but, I mean, they've talked to him about it. So, hey, if they want to bring back the West Wing with new characters, um, I'd be all for it. I don't think Jeb Barlett's going to be uh, a prominent character on it anymore <laughs> since he was a two-term president. Right. Um, but um, There has to be a lot of stuff happening yeah. and changing in Washington and the West Wing for that time. Yeah, but I will say this. Hashtag Jeb Barlett is my president. So. There you go. Um, I, 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 your comment earlier about kind of wanting to watch things are a little bit more optimistic, I think is spot on. My wife and I have been, it's been hard to find the right kind of shows to watch because if you watch the news, I think it does, it, it bums you out. It's just tough. It's just weird. It's different. So we've been watching a lot of things that are comfort. We've been watching Star Trek Enterprise, like the old reruns of that. My wife has never seen many of those. I'm watching a lot of, of comedies. So you mentioned comfort shows. So um, How I Met Your Mother. We've been rewatching that show. We've been rewatching uh, Seinfeld is always a go-to for me. Yep. Um, so just a lot of things. Um, Got that, 186 episodes of Seinfeld. So yeah, there's yeah. plenty there. We did yeah. watch last night. We did branch out. There's a new. You mentioned Lost Girls. We watched a show on Netflix called or a movie called The Platform. Um, have you seen this? No. So it is. It is actually a Spanish film. Um, it's got pretty good rating on Rotten Tomatoes, eighty three percent. But it's very much. It's somebody described it as if you mixed Snowpiercer with um, what's the movie? The name of the movie that won Best Picture this year? Um, Parasite. If you mix Snowpiercer, Parasite, The Cube, and Saw, you would get the platform. Um, and I would, it is a wild movie. Um, and I don't want to say too much because the less you know about it. Is it directed by Bong Joon-ho? It is not. It is a debut, uh, film from, um, Galdair Gaztelu Yurucha. Gotta, gotta watch my movie on Netflix. Yeah. You gotta check that. Yeah. I can't say his name. So, um, but it did win. It won some awards whenever it was released to the, uh, awards circuit last year. But um, it is an it's a little bit of a horror film, but it does have a commentary about social classes and things like that. So check that out. But yeah, a lot Snowpiercer of the other night, my wife had never seen it. What Snowpiercer is one of my all time favorite yeah. movies. She had never seen it. She wanted to watch a movie and I convinced her to watch it. I told her I was like, this is right up your alley. Yes. You enjoy it. And she did. She liked it. So uh, it's one of those, you know, nowadays you see all these movies kind of either being uh, postponed. A couple of them, they have pulled release dates and said they're going to release them same day and day streaming like trolls. Um, there's movies that got released last weekend. Like uh, uh, what was it? The horror one. I won't say the host, but it was something like that. Um, but there's a couple of movies that have Are come out. About the hunt. The Hunt, yes, which we did go see because we had AMC. So we literally went to the movies Friday night. And then, of course, they started canceling movies that Sunday. Um, have you seen The Hunt? No, but you can watch it streaming digitally now for $19.99. Yeah, so they're, they're all these movies that they released last weekend. They are now releasing digitally that you can rent a week after they were in theaters because they kind of missed that window, right? Uh, or, yeah. or movies that were released earlier this year, like Sonic or whatever else, are coming to streaming quicker. I'd already but, seen The Invisible Man. 
And that's a great movie. I love it. It was so good. So you can go rent that now, but Snowpiercer was one of the first ones that did the whole, we're going to release same day and date for streaming that we do in theaters. Cause it was making the independent theater circuit and then you could rent it for 20 bucks the same day. So I remember that was a, a really novel concept with Snowpiercer. But are you going to watch it on uh, or watch the series on TNT? Because TNT is doing like a 10 episode series of Snowpiercer. Yes, yes, yes. I am so excited about that. Love that movie. So, um, yeah. So have you been watching? You don't watch West. I, I have your HBO account. Um, so you don't watch Westworld, do you? I saw the first season. I yeah. didn't understand it. Um, other than I said there's a lot of nudity. So uh-huh. that. Um, but I did not watch the second season. Why are all um, these people naked so much? Yeah, I know, right? And um, thank God it's not Ed Harris, though. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought about going back to watching the second season, and maybe I will, and right. I, I might have some time now. So I, I probably should go back and watch the second season and still be totally befuddled um, and then begin watching the third season, which just started. Right. Well, I'll avoid spoilers for that. Um, don't you know what I am watching, though? Because I'm probably one of the last people to continue watching this show. But it's like, I'm going to stay with it to the end. Because I'm watching Homeland. I've not gotten into that. But um, that's the way I feel about The Walking Dead right now. Which is, I feel like yeah. everybody else is falling away from it. And I'm always, like, an episode or two away from, like, stopping and giving up on it. Then they do something. I'm not going to say what happened. But last week was a pretty uh, revolutionary episode right at the end. And I'm like, okay, I'll give it one more episode or two more episodes. They find way, they kind of string me along with um, uh, Walking Dead to where I never quite give it up. Um, I so, gave up yeah. a couple years ago. And my wife still watches, though. Yeah, it's it's mediocre at best. So um, uh, properly promoting says, uh, do you have to watch follow ups on YouTube to help explain? I think in reference to Westworld. Um, and yes, my wife and I had to go back and watch like this recap of both. We we rewatched the second season before season three, and then we still watched recaps on season one and two after that because we were still oh, scratching God. our heads a little bit. <laughs> it's like with the you remember- be a good show if you have to watch recaps <laughs> to explain exactly what That's happened right. and what you're watching. Did you do you remember when the Matrix Reloaded came out? Yeah. And that like the ending of that movie is like a what the hell? Like it just makes zero sense in context of it. And and um that was one of those I remember going on to message boards at the time being like, what happened in this movie? What does this mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, and why isn't it as good as the first one? Right, exactly. So anyway, we we've we've talked a lot about wrestling, talked a lot about what we've been watching. Hope all of you and yours out there are staying safe. We do want to tell you one more thing though. And that is, um, we are getting ready. A hey, Brian, can you tweak your volume down just a smidge? Yeah, get sure. a little bit of feedback. Um, in order to help keep you guys company during this time of coronavirus quarantine, um, we're doing this broadcast today. We might do a few more kind of surprise broadcasts like this, where we just want to talk about things, talk about the news, talk about wrestling. Maybe we do not have a set schedule or plan for any of that. We're just having fun, and we want to spend some time with you guys in these live chats and stuff. We'll try to give you as much notice as we can make, um, but Brian's on call some. I'm kind of a little bit on call for some things. So uh, all that being said, we're going to be doing more stuff like this, so please subscribe, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook. But we do want to tell you, wrestling is on right now. It's not the best it's ever been because it's just a weird time. We want to go back and watch some old wrestling stuff that we can all get into and enjoy. So what we're planning on doing is doing a few live watch alongs now we're trying to figure out how to make this all work technically we've been doing some dry runs we think we've got this pretty well figured out 
So um, we want to do a test run with you guys later on today, though. So um, give us a few hours. We're going to uh, kind of get the word out. Please help tweet it, retweet it, spread the word. Yeah, but probably, probably early evening, I would guess. Yeah. What are you thinking, Brian? Like maybe seven o'clock? Somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, we're probably around seven o'clock tonight, Eastern time. Um, we're going to do our first live watch along, and we're going to pick something short to make sure it works. And so we're going to be doing um, drum roll. The infamous Sunday Night Heat episode with the Empty Arena match. Halftime Heat, number one. Halftime Heat, 1999. There you go. And so the way this work is uh, we're going to ask you guys, make sure you have a WWE Network subscription. Um, we're going to boot that right up. We'll give you a time code, and you can watch along with us. We obviously can't show the broadcast on this screen, or else WWE is going to sue us for millions of dollars. I don't have that money. Brian yes, does. Mike is uh, streaming this, not me. <laughs> That's right. I want to be in trouble. Um, but... Uh, we are going to do a test run of Sunday Night Heat. We'll give you timestamps. If you're watching, or if you're listening, we also do want to release this as a podcast. So we will give you timestamps there so you can sync it up and tell you when to hit play and go with that. And then um, if everything goes well with that, we're going to hopefully do some um, live watch alongs of some old WrestleManias in the coming weeks. Sure. So we have and we'll see how many, I mean, it could be, uh, you know, seven and a half hours, maybe we'll <laughs> reenact outside of MetLife Stadium, we got soaking wet, you know, we just have oh my gosh. or whatever, you know, just freezing water coming down. That up. was, uh, that is still one of those things that like last year at the end of WrestleMania, being stuck in the rain, not getting home or back to the hotel for like three hours. That was to where so I couldn't move my fingers to text somebody back. And I was worried I had, you know, I was like freezing to death. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that, that Uber driver was like, he was, there was four of us. We crammed in there. It was just insane. Yeah. No, we're not going to experience all of that. And, and again, you're going to have to bear with us. We're, we're still figuring this out kind of on the fly as we go through this process with you guys. So uh, yeah, if we're going to watch a three hour WrestleMania together, we're going to do it right. Join us in the chat. Let's have fun together. But listen, we got to pee. We got to, we have others. We got to go grab snacks sometimes. So we're going to have to walk in out of frame. All that stuff's just going to be us hanging out though. And we want to spend some time together with you guys. Um, but yeah, tonight, Sunday night heat, get the word out. We're going to post it on social media. Um, and um, I think we're happy to be back. Brian, what do you, what else you got to say, man? No, I mean, we, we've been talking about doing this for a long time and uh, you know, it, it's good that we're actually going to do it. You know um, we've been playing around with this a little bit, you know, we did it before and definitely doing it now. Technology has advanced to where it can uh, make it simpler for us to do it. And uh, we have no excuses now, so why not? We've got time. We've got technology. Um, how bad can we screw it up? We had this idea, literally, I remember, was it when WrestleMania was in Orlando? I think it maybe it was even before that, but we were going to do this idea, like a, a series of watch-alongs, and we were just going to cut up and, and say whatever came to mind. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. And we already, we were watching the beginning of a WrestleMania a little while ago yeah, and already starting to do it. And I said, we have to hold it off because if yes. we end up doing that one, there was some gold yeah. at the beginning of it. And uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun, you know, just to kind of let loose and joke around and, you know, talk about what's going on in the show and the commentary and, you know, everything that goes into WrestleMania. Absolutely. So it will be BYOB, bring your own beer. It will be BYO WWE network subscription. So you got to have that yourself. Um, but then we're just going to have some fun here. Um, uh, starting later on today. So um, with that being said, guys, just stay tuned. Keep it right here. We are at Between the Ropes on Twitter. Um, it's Facebook.com slash Between the Ropes. It's YouTube.com slash Between the Ropes. We're going to be broadcasting live right here on YouTube. Um, and uh, look forward to hanging out with you later. Any last words of wisdom, Brian? 
No, I think that's, I think you got everything covered, but i um, glad to be back talking with you and talking with the entire audience. And uh, we're just going to have a lot of fun with it. We're just going to joke around and, uh, you know, see where this goes. Yeah, we're just, we're just happy to be here. So he is at Brian Fritz. I am at The Real Wiseman, and we will catch you here, hopefully later today, right here on Between the Ropes. <laughs>